my name is Brooke Hauser. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Daily Hampshire Gazette in Northampton, and welcome to our podcast, The Angle, which gives a peek behind a feature story and how we make news happen. So for today, we have Greta Yoakum and Carol Lawless here with us. They worked on a story, uh, World's Strongest Gay. That's a profile of Rob Kearney, who has been competing in strongman competitions around the world, and uh, okay, so Greta, how did you first hear about the story of Rob Kearney as a professional strongman? Sure. So um, I remember being at work one morning, um, and it was not actually me that found out um, first in the newsroom about it, but it was Aaron, um, our digital editor, um, who found it um, on Twitter, I believe. Um, and I heard her talking about it, and when I heard what um, she was talking about, I jumped in and said I was really interested um, in what is the story. A, what is a professional strongman? Um, that's a good question. Basically, uh, well, the strongman part is they're kind of separate. So the first part is strongman. Strongman is like a sport where you um, compete in a variety of strength-related tasks, and you get points for doing well in each one. So some of the tasks are like a log press, which is which is like this giant uh, cylindrical, uh, heavy metal thing you have to put your hands in and lift above your head. Um, and there's also lifting this atlas stone onto a pedestal, which is like a giant, um, it looks like concrete kind of really heavy uh, sphere you have to lift so it's like doing a bunch of tasks like that and you get points um, but you can be a strong man and not be a professional the professional part is just you get sponsorships mm -hmm. um, once you're good enough so I want to ask Carol um, you know just a little history about this story we were supposed to run it earlier and then we ended up holding it because Carol was really excited about the fact that Kearney was going to be pulling a fire truck um, he calls these truck pulls and he does it to train for strongman competitions so Carol, can you tell me about what you saw and, and how you were able to shoot um, Kearney when he was doing this truck pull? Tell us what a truck pull is, what he was doing, and, and how you kind of maneuvered yourself around it. So to me, what stood out about being a strongman are these competitions in themselves are that they are trying to lift and move objects that we would not normally see. So if you go into a gym and you see someone lifting weights, it doesn't look the same as when someone's training to be a strongman. One of those events are these truck pulls. In the real events, they don't know if it's going to be a bus or a truck or what it's going to be. So they try to pull something as large as it can be, and he convinced the East Hampton Fire Department to let him pull their fire truck, and they brought it to a park, and then he proceeded with his coach to to hook up a rope to it and then attach himself to the rope and then they use this rope to that he pulls himself with the rope that that's what's in front of him that is underneath the truck and uh, another truck that's in front of him and then he eventually gets the fire truck to move so was it difficult for you to to shoot him because when i saw the pictures and greta described it in her story he's kind of at a 45 degree angle with the ground and you know getting his face and his body in the truck and everything in the same shot, was that tricky? I was worried because I wasn't exactly sure how many times he was going to do it. And it's one of those things that I realized pretty quickly, oh, he is his face, in order to do this, he really has to be that low in order to get his body to move right. So I realized pretty quickly I almost wanted to be laying underneath him. And I was glad I had a couple of chances to try to get that right. 
Were you laying underneath him? I was as close as I could get to having my camera almost underneath his face that I could see it. And then, but I also wanted to see the truck behind him and I wanted, you know, to get as much as I could Mm -hmm. to show what was actually happening. I mean, you shoot a lot of sports games and athletic, you know, feats, Um, but have you ever shot a man pulling a fire truck before? I've never shot a man pulling a fire truck before. (laughs) I've shot people in gyms, I've shot weightlifters, I've shot all kinds of games, but I never shot someone pulling a fire truck, and like I said, I was glad he did it more than once so I could get my bearings and figure out where I needed to be when. Okay. Well, um, when you were shooting him, it wasn't just, you know, this one um, challenge that he did of pulling the truck. That was the thing we wanted to wait for so that you could get that, but you also followed him into Williston, Northampton School in East Hampton and photographed him working with students. Here's a picture of him wrapping up a student athlete's foot before a game. Um, You have him in the gym with his husband lifting weights, um, lifting this thing called the log, which Greta described was part of this challenge called the log press. Um, You have him on his computer in his office um, with his husband again and their, their dog, Glitter. How did you decide... Uh, first of all, this must have been a dream assignment for you because I know you like to just like be there all the time and get people just living their lives and doing what they do. But how did you decide which moments to pinpoint and photograph? Um, I felt like there were really two aspects of this that we were trying to show. And so I was constantly looking and asking him in terms of trying to show the strongman aspect. But then we were also trying to show his life and the fact that he was the first openly gay strong man. Mm -hmm. So um, I was always looking for how do I combine these two things or where does that exist? The one thing I would have liked to get that wasn't in here was more time in him at home with Joey just hanging out and they're just incredibly busy. Mm -hmm. So I had tried really hard to get them. One of the things they do together is cook these crazy amounts of food and I had tried to get uh, in their kitchen to get them cooking chicken that they eat for the week but I just, we just Ran out of time, so and he ran out of time. Chicken for the week, like I eat chicken for the week. What kind of chicken do they eat for the week? Well, that's what I kind of wanted to know. <laughs> and the amounts they make these crazy amounts of food to that, um, and they cook it kind of all at once, two or three times a week. And so I was hoping that I could kind of get them um, hanging out at just at home, and that seemed to be a little harder. But everything else I got was always looking for, like the one in his office is not that exciting of a photo, except that his mouse pad shows the two of them together. Right, right. So there are these subtle moments that you're looking to try to show this other piece of his life. So just for people who can't see the picture in front of him, he, um, Rob Kearney's in his office at school, and he has a mouse pad that shows him and his husband um, together, kissing. and At their wedding, I at believe. At their wedding, okay. Um, so um, if someone gets hurt during the game, he'll be there to help them. Um, tape them, uh, do what he needs to do to help them recover. Um, and he does that also with students um, before games, tapes their ankles and uh, things like that. Um, so that's his day job. He also is lives on campus and is like a dorm parent there. Mm-hmm. Um, so his house uh, with Joey is on campus um, and they're in charge of um, watching over a certain group of uh, boys. Mm-hmm. Um So that's his day job, Um, and he's actually uh, not going back to the school next year um, so he can focus on his uh, strongman career Mm full-time, which I think is a relatively recent development. 
Um, so there are all these great details throughout the piece, like one that I, I pulled out was how at a recent competition in Leeds, England, Kearney broke the American log press record by lifting 471 pounds, a feat he completed while wearing bright rainbow socks. Um, just like Carol, I think you were looking for moments that could show these two big, huge, important parts of his life, being a strong man, but also being openly gay in this kind of very macho sport. So, um, you know, would you say that he's breaking stereotypes in weightlifting? Um, you know, how, how have his competitors, um, you know, reacted? Have they been supportive of him? Like, you know, can you talk a little bit about his, his celebrity um, that, you know, he's, he's popular on Instagram and on social media and, and just mm -hmm. what his life is like now in that way? Um, sure. Um, so I guess the first part of the question. Um, yeah, I just loved how he has all these like little notes of his being gay sort of incorporated into his weightlifting life. So like, like the socks you mentioned um, from the article and he has this shirt that says like Kearney power and it has a really buff unicorn on it that has rain <laughs> rainbow hair. And like, I just sort of love how he um, brings those things together and is really, um, seems to be very proud about his identity, mm -hmm. um, which is really great to see. Um, and trying to think of the other part well, of the question. Well, the unicorn, I hadn't actually noticed that unicorn yeah, illustration uh -huh. on, on his shirt until you just mentioned it. Yeah. But so the interesting thing about a unicorn, right, mm -hmm. is that it's a rare mythical creature that some people mm -hmm. don't think exists, which mm -hmm. you could say about like an openly gay man in, in weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Like some people may not think that that exists or that it's a rare phenomenon, but mm -hmm. um, he, he talked to you about that point in particular. You know, not the unicorn, but you yeah, know, right, right. about um, how what was his quote? I think it was, gay doesn't look a certain yeah, way. Yeah, gay doesn't look a certain yeah. way. Um, and that's sort of like part of his, um, part of the reason that he feels uh, compelled to be so open about his sexuality and talk about it. And um, because he wants to show people that, um, that yeah, like you can, you can be gay and be a weightlifter and um, be competing in this macho sport uh, and it doesn't, doesn't matter um and i guess your question about stereotypes um i would say in some ways he is uh breaking stereotypes in um weightlifting because i think um there's a stereotype about weightlifters that they're like hyper masculine um and that is kind of in contrast to stereotypes about gay men mm -hmm. um which is sometimes that they're uh very like effeminate um and so i guess those things are in contrast to each other um and um, his competitors have all been pretty supportive of him, and he considers them all to be friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess aside from breaking stereotypes, I thought that he was sort of um, – his presence was also really important in terms of representation, which mm -hmm. I think is really important, just seeing um, a queer person as, like, an athlete and notable um, person I think is really important for – um, you know, like young people, people who aspire to be athletes or participate in any kind of sport, whether it's weightlifting or something else, um, and just important for other uh, queer people to see him. Were you surprised at how candid he was in your interview? Because I was reading your article. It seems like he really opened up to you, and it was particularly interesting because I, I don't recall exactly, but um, you know, he, he came out relatively recently, and before that he was very kind of guarded about his private life so mm -hmm. um yeah were you surprised were you expecting him to be so um open and candid about 
private parts of his life? Yeah, um, he did come out relatively recently. I think it was in 2014. Um, and he was, I would say, um, pretty open uh, and was a really sort of like natural storyteller. Like he gave a lot of good details and um, was really fun to talk to. Um, I guess sort of going into an interview, you kind of never really know if the person's going to be really sort of like open or a little bit more guarded um, or how they're going to, um, how that's going to work. Um, but I was a little bit surprised, mm -hmm. um, but it was definitely in a good way. It made for a compelling story. <laughs> and I learned a lot about weightlifting. Yeah. I had you, or I asked you to divine, to define a couple of, I'll say it again. I asked you to define a couple of terms like um, Atlas Stone and Log Press. I had never, I think maybe I'd heard of a Log Press before. It was mm -hmm. certainly never an Atlas Stone, which you told us already what that is, but did you learn a lot about weightlifting? <laughs> I did learn a lot about weightlifting, and I learned a lot about the like culture. And I had I didn't I don't think I knew what a log press was. Um, and yeah, like pulling the the truck really stands out to me because I keep like telling my friends like I saw a fire truck over the weekend with my friends, and I was like, do you know how much that weighs? Like, <laughs> do you know how much that weighs? Thirty seven thousand pounds, which was <laughs> shocking to me. Right. Um, and then you know just thinking about that video, so. So you were there, too, um, yeah. with Carol. Mm -hmm. What was it like to see him pull that in person? Um, it was pretty wild. I mean, it's huge. It's a just ginormous truck, and he's just like this, you know, human who needs to pull it. Um, it was pretty, pretty wild and looked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely made it sound hard, and... Um, you know, afterwards he said, like, this sucked. Like, it definitely was hard for him, mm -hmm. too, um, which I think is kind of always interesting uh, when an athlete, like, I always think, like, runners are, they must, like, love running so much if they're good at it, but sometimes it actually is, like, pretty hard for painful. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it's painful in some ways, so. Um, well, tell us a little bit about when he met Arnold Schwarzenegger because, um, what was it mm -hmm. called, the Arnold Arnold Strongman Competition mm -hmm. in Australia. Yeah. yeah. And and something important in Kearney's personal life happened there as well. So maybe you could tell us about that time. Yeah, so um, they had been engaged for a while, um, Robin, his uh, now husband, Joey. Um, and then they planned, so when Rob was going to this competition in Australia, they thought they talked to each other and said, why don't we just get married while we're there? Um, so, uh, they went to Australia for the competition. Um, and afterwards when Rob was getting his award on stage, um, Arnold asked like if they were up to anything that weekend. Um, and he said, well, actually we're getting married. And then, <laughs> um, as he described it, the crowd went wild. Um, and they had their wedding ceremony, uh, on the beach and matching outfits. Um, it looked very beautiful. Uh, and then afterwards, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger face started FaceTiming Rob <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Joey and asked them what they were doing. Um, they had plans to go out for dinner. He told them to cancel their plans, um, took them on a yacht tour and to dinner, um, which sounded quite lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Greta, can you tell us about what Rob Kearney's day job is? So by, by, it's not like by night he's a strong man, but you know, um, well, he does he, a lot of his training at night he, after work. So okay. it's a little bit. And he way. does a lot of it before work at 6am. Okay. So um, kind of on his off hours, he's doing a lot of training for strongman competitions. Um, 
what about his typical workday? What, where can he be found? Yeah, so um, Rob is an athletic trainer at the Williston Northampton School. Um, so that means that he is sitting on the sides of games, um, sports games for the students there. Um, so, as we said, you know, Erin O'Neill, our online editor, had kind of gotten wind of this story online, which makes total sense considering how popular he is on social media. And um, then we found his Instagram Instagram account um, with the handle World's Strongest Gay. Um, you know, Greta, I know you really wanted to use that as a headline <laughs> for a while. What do you love about the headline? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I, I love, um, I think it's very witty. Um, I think that it sort of brings together, um, kind of like what Carol was saying, like bringing together the two parts of um, him that we are trying to show in this article, like his weightlifting, him being the first openly gay strongman, and that part of his life. Um, so for me, it was a nice way to bring those things together, um, and I thought it was um, a fun headline. <laughs> it grabs your yeah. attention. It grabs your attention, for sure. And then something I thought was hilarious in the story is his um, his husband – apparently has his own kind of, you know, career as a strongman, and he has an Instagram handle, too, which is world's gayest strongman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very funny, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so what what is uh, Kearney up to next? I know that he's not going to be returning to Williston School in East Hampton and that, you know, one of his colleagues spoke with you for the story and was disappointed to see him go. So what will... Kearney, what is he doing now, and what will he be doing um, next? Yeah, so he currently is training for the World's Strongest Man competition that happens, um, is happening in Florida next month, um, and as for what's next um, next year when he's not back at school, um, he will be training full-time, and um, he got more sponsorships, so mm -hmm. I think that's part of what made it possible. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of training for World's Strongest Man right now, he's training about, I think, three to five hours most days, um, really ramping up, and then the 10 days before he kind of, like, tapers off a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Carol and Greta. The Angle is a production of the Daily Hampshire Gazette, produced and edited by Erin O'Neill, hosted by me, Brooke Hauser, and thanks for listening. <laughs>